Chapters 25 through 28 of the Book of the Acts of the Apostles from the American Bible Union's New Testament. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapters 25 through 28 of the Book of the Acts of the Apostles. Chapter 25 festus therefore having come into the province after three days went up from caesarea to jerusalem and the high priest and the chief of the jews informed him against paul and besought him asking for themselves a favor against him that he would send for him to jerusalem preparing an ambush to slay him on the way but festus answered that paul was to be kept a prisoner at caesarea and that he himself should soon go thither let them therefore said he who are powerful among you go down with me and accuse this man if there is any wickedness in him and having tarried among them not more than eight or ten days he went down to caesarea and on the morrow sitting on the judgment seat he commanded paul to be brought and when he was come the jews who had come down from jerusalem stood around bringing many and grievous charges which they could not prove while paul said in defence neither against the law of the jews nor against the temple nor against caesar did i commit any offence but festus wishing to gain favour with the jews answered paul and said wilt thou go up to jerusalem and there be judged concerning these things before me and paul said i stand at caesar's judgment seat where i ought to be judged to jews i did no wrong as thou also very well knowest if then i am an offender and have done anything worthy of death i refuse not to die but if there be none of the things whereof these accuse me no man can give me up to them i appeal to caesar then festus having conferred with the council answered thou hast appealed to caesar to caesar thou shalt go and after certain days agrippa the king and bernice came to caesarea to salute festus and as they were spending some days there festus laid the case of paul before the king saying there is a certain man left in bonds by felix about whom when i was at jerusalem the chief priests and the elders of the jews made complaint asking for judgment against him to whom i answered it is not a custom for romans to give up any man before the accused has the accusers face to face and has opportunity to answer for himself concerning the crime laid against him when therefore they had come together here without any delay on the morrow i sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought forth and standing up around him the accusers brought no accusation of such things as i supposed but had certain controversies with him concerning their own religion and concerning a certain jesus who was dead whom paul affirmed to be alive and i being perplexed in regard to the dispute about these things asked whether he would go to jerusalem and there be judged concerning them but paul having appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of augustus i commanded him to be kept until i shall send him up to caesar and agrippa said to festus i would also hear the man myself to-morrow said he thou shalt hear him on the morrow therefore agrippa and bernice having come with great pomp and entered into the palace of hearing with the chief captains and principal men of the city at festus command paul was brought forth 
and festus said king agrippa and all men who are here present with us ye see this man about whom all the multitude of the jews interceded with me both at jerusalem and here crying out that he ought not to live any longer but having found that he had committed nothing worthy of death and he himself having appealed to augustus i determined to send him of whom i have nothing certain to write to my lord wherefore i brought him forth before you and specially before thee king agrippa in order that the examination having been made i may have something to write for it seems to me unreasonable to send a prisoner and not also signify the charges against him chapter twenty six and agrippa said to paul thou art permitted to speak for thyself then paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself <clears throat> i think myself happy king agrippa because i shall answer for myself before thee this day concerning all things whereof i am accused by jews especially since thou art expert in all the customs and questions among jews wherefore i beseech thee to hear me patiently my manner of life therefore from my youth which was from the beginning among my own nation at jerusalem all jews know having known me from the first if they were willing to testify that according to the strictest sect of our religion i lived a pharisee and now i stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made by god to the fathers unto which our twelve tribes earnestly serving day and night hope to attain concerning which hope o king i am accused by jews <laughs> why is it judged incredible with you if god raises the dead i therefore thought to myself that i ought to do many hostile things against the name of jesus the nazarene which i also did in jerusalem and many of the saints did i myself shut up in prisons having received authority from the chief priests and when they were put to death i gave my voice against them and punishing them often throughout all the synagogues i constrained them to blaspheme and being exceedingly mad against them i persecuted them also unto foreign cities whereupon as i went to damascus with authority and a commission from the chief priests at midday o king i saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining around me and those who journeyed with me and we all having fallen to the earth i heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the hebrew tongue saul saul why persecutest thou me it is hard for thee to kick against the goads and i said who art thou lord and he said i am jesus whom thou persecutest but arise and stand upon thy feet for i appeared to thee for this purpose to appoint thee a minister and a witness both of the things which thou sawest and of the things in which i will appear to thee delivering thee from the people and the gentiles to whom i send thee to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of satan unto god that they may obtain forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among the sanctified by faith in me wherefore o king agrippa i was not disobedient to the heavenly vision but to those in damascus first and in jerusalem and unto all the region of judea and to the gentiles i announced that they should repent and turn to god doing works worthy of repentance for these causes the jews seizing me in the temple attempted to kill me 
having therefore obtained help from god i continue unto this day witnessing both to small and great saying nothing except those things which the prophets and moses said should come whether the christ should suffer whether he the first of the resurrection from the dead shall show light to the people and to the gentiles and as he thus spoke for himself festus said with a loud voice paul thou art mad much learning makes thee mad but he said i am not mad most noble festus but utter words of truth and soberness for the king knows well concerning these things to whom also i speak boldly for i am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him for this has not been done in a corner king agrippa believest thou the prophets i know that thou believest and agrippa said to paul with little pains thou persuadest me to become a christian and paul said i could pray that with little or much not only thou but also all that hear me this day may become such as i am except these bonds and the king rose up and the governor and bernice and they who sat with them and having withdrawn they talked together saying this man does nothing worthy of death or of bonds and agrippa said to festus this man could have been set at liberty if he had not appealed to caesar chapter twenty seven and when it was determined that we should sail to italy they delivered paul and certain other prisoners to a centurion named julius of the augustan band and entering into a ship of adramitium about to sail along the coasts of asia we put to sea aristarchus a macedonian of thessalonica being with us and on the second day we landed at sidon and julius treated paul humanely and permitted him to go to his friends and receive their care and thence having put to sea we sailed under cyprus because the winds were contrary and having sailed over the sea along cilicia and pamphylia we came to myra a city of lycia and there the centurion found a ship of alexandria sailing to italy and he put us on board of it and sailing slowly many days and having come with difficulty over against nidus the wind not suffering us to put in we sailed under crete over against salmone and coasting along it with difficulty we came to a certain place called fair havens near to which was the city lassa and much time having been spent and the voyage being now dangerous because also the fast had already passed by paul exhorted them saying sirs i perceive that the voyage will be with violence and much loss not only of the lading and the ship but also of our lives but the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than the things spoken by paul and as the haven was not well situated for wintering the greater number advised to sail thence also if by any means they might reach phoenix a haven of crete looking toward the southwest and northwest and there winter and a south wind beginning to blow moderately supposing that they had obtained their purpose they weighed anchor and coasted along close by crete but not long after there struck against it a tempestuous wind called eurocleon and the ship being caught and unable to face the wind we yielded to it and were driven along and running under a certain small island called clauda we were hardly able to come by the boat which when they had taken up they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should be cast away on the quicksand they lowered the sail and so were driven 
and we being violently tempest-tossed the next day they lightened the ship and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship and neither sun nor stars appearing for many days and no small tempest lying on us thenceforward all hope that we should be saved was utterly taken away but after much abstinence then paul standing up in the midst of them said sirs ye should have hearkened to me and not put to sea from crete and so have escaped this violence and loss and now i exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of life among you but only of the ship for there stood by me this night an angel of god whose i am and whom i serve saying fear not paul thou must stand before caesar and lo god has given thee all those who sail with thee wherefore sirs be of good cheer for i believe god that it will be even so as it has been told me but we must be cast away upon a certain island and when the fourteenth night was come as we were driven onward in the adriatic sea about midnight the seamen suspected that they were near to some country and sounding they found twenty fathoms and having gone a little further they sounded again and found fifteen fathoms then fearing lest we should fall upon rocks they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for day and as the seamen were seeking to flee out of the ship and had let down the boat into the sea under colour as if they were about to extend anchors out of the foreship paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers except these abide in the ship ye cannot be saved then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let it fall off and while the day was coming on paul besought them all to take food saying this day is the fourteenth day that ye have waited and continued fasting having taken nothing wherefore i pray you to take food for this is for your safety for there shall not a hair fall from the head of one of you and having thus spoken he took bread and gave thanks to god in presence of them all and having broken it he began to eat then were they all of good cheer and they also took food and we were in all in the ship two hundred and seventy-six souls and when they had eaten enough they lightened the ship casting out the grain into the sea and when it was day they knew not the land but they perceived a certain creek having a beach on which they determined if they were able to drive the ship ashore and cutting the anchors entirely away they abandoned them to the sea at the same time unfastening the bands of the rudders and hoisting the foresail to the wind they made toward the beach and falling into a place where two seas met they ran the ship aground and the prow sticking fast remained immovable but the stern was broken by the violence of the waves and it was the plan of the soldiers that they should kill the prisoners lest any one should swim out and escape but the centurion wishing to save paul kept them from their purpose and commanded that those who could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land and the rest some on boards and others on some of the pieces from the ship and so it came to pass that all escaped safe to land chapter twenty eight and having escaped they then learned that the island is called melita and the barbarians showed us no little kindness for they kindled a fire and received us all because of the present rain and because of the cold and paul having gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire there came out a viper from the heat and fastened on his hand and when the barbarians saw the animal hanging from his hand they said among themselves no doubt this man is a murderer whom though escaped from the sea justice suffered not to live 
he however shaking off the animal into the fire suffered no harm but they were expecting that he would become inflamed or suddenly fall down dead but after looking a great while and seeing no harm befall him they changed their minds and said that he was a god in the region around that place there were lands of the chief man of the island whose name was publius who received and entertained us kindly three days now it happened that the father of publius was lying sick with a fever and a bloody flux to whom paul entered in and having prayed laid his hands on him and healed him and this having been done the others also who had diseases in the island came and were healed who also honoured us with many honours and when we put to sea they loaded us with such things as were necessary and after three months we put to sea in a ship of alexandria which had wintered in the island whose sign was castor and pollux and landing at syracuse we remained three days and from thence making a circuit we came to regium and after one day a south wind arose and we came on the second day to putioli where we found brethren and were entreated to remain with them seven days and so we went toward rome and from thence the brethren having heard of us came to meet us as far as appii forum and the three taverns whom when paul saw he gave thanks to god and took courage and when we came to rome the centurion delivered the prisoners to the commander of the camp but paul was suffered to dwell by himself with the soldier who guarded him and it came to pass that after three days paul called together those who were the chief men of the jews and when they were come together he said to them men brethren though i had done nothing against the people or the customs of our fathers yet i was delivered a prisoner from jerusalem into the hands of the romans who when they had examined me wished to release me because there was no cause of death in me but as the jews spoke against it i was compelled to appeal to caesar not that i have anything to charge against my nation for this cause therefore i called for you to see and to speak with you for on account of the hope of israel i am compassed with this chain and they said to him we neither received letters from judea concerning thee nor did any one of the brethren that came report or speak any evil concerning thee but we desire to hear from thee what thou thinkest for concerning this sect we know that everywhere it is spoken against and having appointed a day for him they came to him in greater numbers to his lodging to whom he expounded testifying fully the kingdom of god and persuading them of the things concerning jesus both from the law of moses and the prophets from morning till evening and some believed the things spoken and some believed not and disagreeing among themselves they departed after paul had spoken one word well did the holy spirit speak through isaiah the prophet to our fathers saying go to this people and say with the hearing ye will hear and will not understand and seeing ye will see and will not perceive for the heart of this people is become gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed lest haply they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and i shall heal them be it known to you therefore that to the gentiles the salvation of god was sent they moreover will hear and paul remained two whole years in his own hired house and gladly received all that came into him preaching the kingdom of god and teaching the things concerning the lord jesus christ with all confidence no one hindering him the end of chapters twenty five through twenty eight 
and the end of the book of the acts of the apostles from the american bible union's new testament recording by mark penfold